continue to minister to you tonight on the subject of knowing you're at war. And we want to look at a physical assault of the devil. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Job chapter 1. Job chapter 1, verses 9 to 12. And stand with me, please, out of respect for the word of God. Job chapter 1, verses 9 to 12. Hallelujah. We're picking up in the middle of a conversation that the Lord had with Lucifer himself. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Listen to that. Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast not thou made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hand and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, uh, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. And again, I want to preach to you on our series, Knowing You're at a War, Looking at Physical Assault. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, we come before you right now in the name of your Son, Jesus. And Lord, we thank you that where two or more are gathered together in your name, there you are in the midst. Anything we ask you for, you said you'd do it for us. Lord, I ask you to touch me with that anointing that makes preaching effective. Uh, oh, God, say what your people needs to hear through me. Help us, oh, Lord God, to gird up our loins, Lord God, to be ready to fight this adversary called Lucifer, called the devil and Satan, you know, called that old dragon, and fight the good fight of faith until thou comest for us, Lord, or until we're laid to rest now, now, God, I ask you to hide me behind the cross and speak to your people. And we give you the praise and glory and honor for all that's going to be accomplished. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Shake three hands before you're seated and tell them you're glad to see them in God's house tonight. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Heard somebody say one time that the most feared animal in the Amazon jungle is not the leopard, although it is a great creature and a strong and powerful creature. It's not the lion because they're not there. But the most feared animal in the Amazon jungle is about three to four centimeters long. It marches in ranks and of the thousands and the millions. It's called the Amazon army ant. And that the Amazon army ant can come into an area and strip an area of trees, of shrubbery, of every living thing. If cattle's left there, they can strip the cattle in no time. Why do you share that with us tonight? I want you to realize, beloved, that sometimes things are just natural. Some things happen because we live in a sin-cursed world. Some things happen because of the fact that we make wrong, poor decisions. Amen? And then some things happen because we are fighting a devil who has come to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's his job, and that's his mission, and he's very good at what he does. There are churches whose doors are closed tonight because the enemy has stilled, uh, he's killed, and he's destroyed uh, that congregation. There are marriages that are going through divorce tonight. Because the enemy is at work. 
There are companies that have closed and I would dare say that if you look on the news and you consider these shootings that we are mourning with the rest of the country, we can see that the devil is at work. But how do we fight them? And how do we deal with them? How can we recognize when Satan is attacking us physically? We see it here in verse 9 and we're going to look on through later on through verse 18, but notice right now what Satan said to the Lord. The Lord asked Satan uh, if he had considered his servant Job, uh, a man that eschewed evil, that means that that Job ran from evil. Hallelujah. Wouldn't to God we had more people in the church that run from evil rather than running to evil. Amen. Wouldn't to God we have people, hallelujah, that will fear God enough to say no to the world and the things of this world and say yes to Jesus Christ. But notice what Satan said here in verse 9. Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for not? Look at verse 10. Job chapter 1, verse 10. It says, Hast not thou made a hedge about him? Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and not tell your neighbor, you're protected. Do you realize that God is looking out for you spiritually? Do you realize tonight that God, hallelujah, has a plan for you? The Bible says that the angels of the Lord are encamped about them that fear them. There are some people, they don't know what the hedge is, but I believe it's the angels of the Lord, and I believe it's the blood, hallelujah, because the Bible says in the book of Revelation, they overcame them by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Glory to God. Can I tell you one reason why we don't sin and we don't practice sin and we come to church on Sunday night and Wednesday night and we come to prayer time is because of our testimony. If the devil can get your testimony, he's got your victory. If the devil can make you quit praying, if the devil can make you quit reading your Bible, if the devil can make you quit living right, he's got your victory. Because one of the ways you overcome the enemy is by your testimony. Not just what God done for you, but how you're walking in this present world. Glory to God. Can you give him praise and glory? Verse 10 goes on and says this. Hast thou not made a hedge about him? Notice this. And about his house. And about all. Everybody say all. all. That he hath on every side. Glory to God. Brother Tim, let me get you, borrow you for just a minute. I want you to come up here. And I want you to stand right here. Hallelujah. And I want you to get a visual of this right here. Here is Brother Tim. And I want you to realize what the devil told told God. He said, there's a hedge of protection. What that means is, I try to come in from the left and I can't. There's a hedge about him. I try to come in from the front. There's a hedge about him. I try to come in at an angle. There's a hedge about him. I try to come in behind him. Glory to God. There's a hedge about him. Can you give God praise for that? You might not even realize what God's protecting you from, but God's put a hedge of protection about you. You can have a seat, brother. Hallelujah. Give God a hand clap of praise and worship Him. We won't know till we get to heaven what all God has protected us from. Because I want you to realize that says some things to me. That says that the devil says, yeah, God, I've considered Job. 
And I went to him and I tried to take some of his stuff, but your angels wouldn't let him get wouldn't let me get to him. That hedge of protection wouldn't let me take uh, what belonged to him. Glory to God. Now notice what else he said here. Notice what the devil says. Thou hast blessed the work of his hands. When, can you say tonight, the Lord has blessed the work of your hands? Yes. Hallelujah. Can I tell you what, if you have anything at home, whatever you're doing is because God's blessed you. If you have money in the bank, it's because God's blessed you. If you have children tonight, it's because God's blessed you. If you have possessions tonight, it's because God has blessed you. The devil recognizes and he sees the protection of God on our life. Then he also sees, hallelujah, he sees the blessings of God on our life. Hallelujah. Can somebody praise the Lord in this house? Now, understanding that, can you see it? It's important for you to realize the blessings of God on your life. But notice what happens here. Verse 11. But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. What's it going to take for you to curse God Will you get a bad report from the doctor and curse God? If you get people talking about you, if you lose your job, if you lose your income, if you go through battles with sin, are you going to curse God? Here comes, here comes the devil and he's saying, all you got to do is take what belongs from him and he'll quit. And guess what? That's worked on a lot of people. The Lord's allowed the devil to take their health and they quit serving God. The Lord's allowed the devil to take their family and they gave up on God. The Lord's allowed the devil to take their finances and the Lord's allowed the devil to take uh, whatever else you might want to put in there and they quit on God. And so the pew is empty. So the church is closed. And so not only do they give up on God, they give up on life itself. We have got to make up our minds tonight that no matter what happens in the physical realm, Just because they take prayer out of school doesn't mean that I'm going to quit praying. Just because they tell me that alternate lifestyles and things that God calls an abomination is acceptable doesn't mean that I'm going to accept them. Because uh, what God rejects, I reject. And what God accepts, I accept. We cannot bow to physical pressures uh, of life. We need to learn to resist uh, I think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know the story well. Nebuchadnezzar said, Anybody that doesn't bow to this image that I've made will be cast into a fiery furnace. And when they played the music and everybody was worshiping this false image, here stood the three Hebrew children standing up looking around saying, We're not going to bow. And so here comes Nebuchadnezzar. Not only did he, hallelujah, not only did he bind them and he get ready to cast them into the fiery furnace, but he, he heated it up so hot that it killed the men who threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the flames. What that tells me is if we stand for God in the light and in the face of the world, 
God will protect us. Hallelujah. Somebody can give them praise and glory on that. Hallelujah. Notice what the devil said. He said, touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. Verse 12. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Till that point, Satan couldn't do anything. If everything is good in your life, you ought to praise God. You ought to shout. You ought to run the pews. Hallelujah. If everything's good in your life, you ought to worship the Lord. But when physical problems arise, you need to ask yourself, am I under spiritual attack? Am I going through something that God wants me to learn a lesson from? Now, I want you to take a moment with me and realize this. Sometimes, as I said before, we go through problems because we make bad choices. If you, uh, hallelujah, glory to God, yes, Lord, I'll go there. If you don't be pay your bills, don't be surprised if they don't come and take your stuff. That's not the devil. That's you making a poor choice. You didn't pay your bills. If you uh, sit in the church and you be ugly to people and nobody comes to church, don't. <laughs> somebody's going to hear that somewhere online. I know that that's going on, on there, but I want you to realize something. You can't say people quit coming because the devil took them out of church if you being ugly to them. You can't sit down there and say, my spouse left me, hallelujah, because the devil took my spouse if you being ugly to your spouse. We need to understand when we're making poor decisions, uh, poor choices, and make the correction. Hallelujah. There's a lot of people that blame the devil, and the devil will be happy to take the credit, but it wasn't the devil. That was their own decisions and their own faults. You can go ahead and give God praise on that. That's some... That, that's a T-bone steak to gnaw on and chew on, a spiritual steak to let, sink your teeth into. Don't blame everything on the devil if you're making bad choices. Examine your actions and examine your thoughts. But look at what it says here. The Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. Now, it's important for us to realize this. Tonight, there's an important spiritual truth right here. How many people do you know, they identify themselves by their stuff? They got to wear the latest and greatest clothes. They got to have the latest and greatest cars. They got to have the biggest and the best of everything. But I want you to realize something. What God was telling us and what he told Satan, and I don't think Satan really got it, and I don't figure that Job understood until later on, is that you are not identified by what you possess. You are identified by who possesses you. Yes, amen. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. You might not have a new car. You might not have new clothes. You might not have the latest and greatest of the things of this world. But it's alright so long as that doesn't identify you. That's not what you say. Well, bless God, I am, I am successful because I have all this money in the bank. I am successful because I have a big family. I'm successful because I have a big ministry. No, you are successful because God has blessed you. Oh, hallelujah. 
And if God takes it tomorrow, you're still blessed. Glory. So many people give up on God because they think that when they reach a certain plateau, they'll finally have accomplished their goal. But when they reach the plateau, all they see is another level they got to reach to. I used to examine myself and measure myself by other people I went to school with. And I know there's probably preachers out there that can preach circles around me. That's okay. I had to learn at some point in my life that my life does not, is not based on how well I preach compared to other preachers. My life is based on one simple thing. Am I being obedient to God? And I want to challenge you to not, beloved, hallelujah. You know, they call jealousy the green-eyed monster. And you know why they call jealousy the green-eyed monster? Because it makes you sick when you allow that green-eyed monster to get into your spirit. And you start trying to keep up with everybody else. The best thing you can do in life is thank God for what He's given you. Quit judging and measuring yourself by other people and live to please the Lord. Somebody give Him praise and glory. Don't identify yourself by what you possess because if the Lord allows the enemy to take it, who are you? What are you? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now notice what it goes on and says here. Behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Glory to God. I want you to realize, I told you this morning that Satan is a created being. Just like you, just like me. He's a spiritual being, but the Bible says that he's roaming to and fro throughout the earth, sick and whom he can devour. The question is, how are you going to act whenever you're, he's allowed to take your stuff? When he's allowed to take uh, your family. When he's allowed to take your church. When he's allowed to take... Oh, glory to God, I'm preaching better than y'all letting on. There are churches right now that the enemy's been allowed to take the church and people are giving up on God. Whenever all it is is that church didn't identify them with their God. Mm -hmm. Yes, God. Come on now. Come on, Lord. Hallelujah. I want to tell you something. If the tornado comes and takes Earl Church of God away, there's still Earl Church of God. Why? Because we're the church, not the building. Why do we need to to be holy and respect this house and teach our children to respect this house and reverence this place and live right and walk right? Because what we allow to happen in here is a reflection of what's in our heart and in our life. And the reason why so many churches have shut their doors is because God's not in their hearts. I'm just going to call it out and call it like it is. We need to understand and realize something. Hallelujah. That we need to examine our fruit. The Bible says, hallelujah, thank you Jesus, that judgment begins with the house of God. God looks at us first. Then He's going to deal with the world. Notice what? Happens here. What does Satan use uh, to attack the people of God? I'm glad you asked me that. Look with me at verse 14 of Job. Uh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Job chapter 1. Oh, glory to God. 
Job chapter 1 verse 14. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them. Verse 15. And the Sidians fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Sometimes, beloved, the Lord will allow the devil to send people to take your stuff. Sometimes people will make deceitful and angry decisions against you. How are you going to react? Are you going to live for the Lord or are you going to give up? Look at verse 16. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The fire of God has fallen from heaven and hath burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Do you know that the devil can use the weather? According to that scripture right there, he used the weather to take, uh, to take Job's property. And when people see these tsunamis hit and earthquakes hit, they need to ask themselves, is God trying to get my attention? Sometimes, yes, sometimes it's a natural disaster. Sometimes it's a natural thing that comes on mankind. But we got to ask ourselves, is God involved in this thing? Is he allowing the enemy to get my attention? I believe that when we get to heaven and we talk to God about it, if we get an opportunity to, that many of the things that have happened in the United States of America, God has let down the hedge of protection on our nation because of the sins we're allowing to come in. And he's trying to get the church and the world to wake up. Glory to God. Somebody praise his name. Now, look with me at verse 17. Job 1, 17. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The Chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels and have carried them away and slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. You think you had a bad day. You think you had it rough. Can you imagine everything you own being gone in a day? Everything that gave you your wealth and your status. The book of Job is one of the oldest, if not the oldest book in the Bible. But yet here is this man of God who was living right, walking right, doing right. You would think, man, God would never let him be tested. But yet there came a day. When it all was taken away. Hallelujah. Now look with me at verse 18. Job 1 verse 18. While he was yet speaking. There came also another. And said. Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. Verse 19. And behold there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house and it fell upon the young men and they are dead and I only am escaped alone to tell thee imagine all of his possessions gone just imagine losing his sons and his daughters I understand I believe one place says that he had seven sons and seven daughters and there were the fairest in the land he lost them all. What will you do in the day when the Lord allows the enemy to come to your house? When you allow 
the, the enemy to take your possessions, to take your livelihood. If you want to, you can put down there that when the camels were gone and the cattle was gone and the sheep was gone, Job's job was gone. There comes a place where we'll read about later on, if the Lord's willing, where his own wife came to him and said, Curse God and die. Why maintainest thou thy integrity? Don't you realize everything's gone, Job? But I want you to realize what Job did here. Glory to God. We can't stop right there. Look at verse 20. Job chapter 1, verse 20. Then Job arose and rent his mouth. I want you to realize your response to what you lose is important. It's important to grieve. Amen? It's important to let folks know, hey man, something bad's happening in my life. I need prayer support. I need words of encouragement. I need help. But notice what he said. He rent his mantle. He shaved his head. And he fell down on the ground. And he worshipped. When you lose it all, are you going to worship or are you going to curse? When you lose it all, when things don't go the way you want it to go, are you going to bless the Lord or are you going to give up and quit? Hallelujah. And I want to just share this thing with you right now. Notice what it says here. Verse 21. Job had a perspective of who he was. He said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. When you're blessed with good things in your life, praise the Lord. When things are taken away from you, praise the Lord. Don't let your identity be consumed with what you possess. Don't let your joy be based on what you possess. Let your joy and your identity be in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Give Him praise. Hallelujah. Verse 22. In all this, Job sinned not. Can you say that tonight with your struggles, with where you've fallen short, when you've gone through tragedy, when you've gone through loss? What a statement. Nor charged God foolishly. I'm going to ask the praise team to come back and get ready to leave.